passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, Brian, we have referenced here a couple times already that Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager, was on uh, 105.3 The Fan, uh, the flagship home of the Cowboys, and uh, where you and I both call our radio home. And uh, it was uh, myself and Sean Sharif, uh, the morning show host there at the station. You guys did a good job with him. Sean is the – I've said it before over and Nervous? over again. I, I don't, no, not at all. I've done, I've done it before. Um, but I, I also felt really good knowing I was sitting there with Sean because – I've said it before. I don't think there's anybody better in the market, maybe in the country, doing a big-time sports interview than Sean Sharif. He's excellent at it. And so it's nice to know that I'm sitting there across from him and, and he can, you know, uh, knows exactly. He can carry the ball. He's, yeah. he's been there for 11 years. He knows how to handle Jerry. He's the straw that stirs the drink. You know, yeah. he's our geek there. Uh, no, but it was it was good. We got the chance to ask him a few questions. And there were three clips that I wanted to play out of this interview uh, from Tuesday. The first one uh, – Sean asks Jerry basically flat out is the expectation uh, that Tyler Smith is now your starting left tackle. Uh, I think that's safe to say uh, we've got to get him out of here and get him practiced here over the next couple of weeks uh, relative to any issue he had with a little high ankle, but we don't, we don't think that's uh, serious enough to limit his preparation. Uh, now what is the case is he hasn't been there at left tackle and he uh, is a rookie. But he's a first-round pick, and he deserved to be a first-round pick in my mind. And so uh, we knew 
uh, we just didn't want it to come any earlier than it needed. But uh, uh, we knew we had to get ready to uh, replace our left tackle when he was the pick. So, Jerry, correct this thinking out loud that I'm about to do here. It looked like Tyler was not about to win the starting job over McGovern at left guard, and now he's going to play left tackle. That sounds scary. Help me out. Help me out with that yeah. fear uh, in terms of well, backup left guard to starting left tackle. Well, that's not uh, 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 only, but really, uh, only the man up above knows whether or not he was going to win that spot or not. I would expect him to come in and play. I wouldn't expect a first-round pick to be uh, uh, basically not playing in his first year. That uh, flat out, I think, answers two questions first. One, Tyler yeah. Smith starting at left tackle week one. That's done. Uh, the other aspect there is, I think regardless of what Mike McCarthy said, regardless of what reps we saw, if Tyron Smith was healthy, week one, Tyler Smith was going to start at left guard. The man up above answered the question, I believe. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, think, I think when he says the man up above, he means himself sitting in that tower. He means, he means uh, the practice. guy sitting in that chair. That's the man above the team. Uh, yeah. It, uh, I, I never, ever believed that they weren't going to play Tyler Smith. I just never... I never had anybody in the organization say, "Well, you got to watch this McGovern guy, Brian. You got to watch him. Got he's guys getting better. You got to watch." Never had anybody. Now I had people tell me that McGovern has improved and has and that that I believe because I did see that with my own eyes. Sure, but I never ever ever believed that Tyler Smith was not going to be somewhere on that offensive line. And I, I thought it was left. I thought it was left guard, but now Jerry's right. You know, they've drafted him to be this guy. There is no better option right now, unless they try and trade for somebody in the league that is an established offensive tackle, but they drafted this kid to play left tackle. And what the question you have to ask yourself, and there'll be other podcasts down the line, that hopefully he plays well enough to where you never have to think about putting Tyron Smith back in there again. That's that's if if you want the best case scenario for the Cowboys, it would be that Tyler Smith is so good at left tackle that it does exactly what Dak Prescott did to Tony Romo. Never let him go back out on the field except for that one touchdown that he threw against Philadelphia. And then it was over. They moved on. So if yeah. you're, if you're the front office, you love Tyron Smith and for him to come back from this injury, by the way, I think is a tall, tall order. Yeah. So um, your hope is that Tyler Smith can get this job done. Yeah. And, and look, I know there's been a, a lot of people have said, well, man, they, they put themselves in a really tough position because they didn't address this. And I know the Cowboys have pushed addressed back. it. The, the Cowboys have pushed back and said, we absolutely addressed it. We took yeah. Tyler Smith in the first round. They did. And, and and you get folks who say, yeah, but he's so raw and you didn't intend for this to happen yet. And things like that. I, I drew this parallel to, to Sean and I, Sean Sharif and I were talking on the air about this on Tuesday a little bit. And I said, here's how I think the Cowboys look at this from this perspective. And I'll, I'll ask it to you, Brian, as somebody who I know believes they addressed it, uh, if they would have taken Kenyon Green at the 24th pick, would we have all considered that them addressing this? I think so. Yeah. If, yeah. if they had taken Trevor Penning at 24, would yeah. they have considered that them addressing this? Yeah. 
they had Tyler Smith above Trevor Penning and Kenyon Green. Sure. And so if we would have considered that addressing it, we have to believe their board and say, yeah, this is a guy that they believe can handle that job. No question. They, they, this is what makes this so interesting is, you know, and, and you even wonder where, where Tyron Smith's thoughts are right now, because he's probably looking at this thinking, wow, several years ago, the whole thing with Dak and Romo and all that, if this kid plays well, I, my career could be done. And, you know, there's people that will tell you that if Tyron Smith is uh, released, traded, he'll retire. He just, yeah. I mean, he's he's fine. I mean, he is, doesn't, and this is going to be a tough rehab for him. And Jerry likes to talk about, and I don't know if you're going to play the clip, maybe you are, maybe you're not, but he's talking about Tyron Smith being back for the meat of the, the season, that, yeah. that push in December and the playoff push and all that. If Tyler Smith is playing well for you and the team is having success and you run Tyron Smith out there, man, that, I don't know, that's a tough one, especially if Tyler Smith is playing well enough and you believe he honestly is the future. They didn't draft Dak Prescott to be the replacement for Tony Romo. They drafted Tyler Smith to be the replacement for Tyron Smith. And like Jerry says, it just happened in week one, not week eight. Uh, hypothetically here for you, because I do agree. If he's playing, you know, uh, if he's playing, you know, Pro Bowl level for them at left tackle, they can't you go can't back. Replace to- you can't replace him. You can't. Hell no, you can't. Would that change for you at all if, by the, if, if, let's say, Tyron gets healthy by December, Tyler's playing great at left tackle, and you've got Connor McGovern really struggling? Would that change it for you at all? Would you then consider shifting – Tyler Smith inside the left guard and letting Tyler Tyron come back and take left tackle. If, if Tyler Smith is playing really, really well at left tackle, I am not moving him. He's he's my left tackle going forward. You know, if if Connor McGovern is struggling. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, you know, you'll know, but that's, uh, Forniak, you know, that, that's your backup guy right now is who that is. So I, you know, I mean, to me, it's more important that Tyler Smith continue to play at left tackle. You know, that, that's the most important thing. That's what you want. Even if, okay. I answered, I asked this question on our, on our show. Mm -hmm. If the, if say he's playing well, I just said, well, but the team is not doing well, but he's playing well. You put Tyron Smith in there at all? No. No. I don't. No. But see, people will say, okay, what if they're what if they're close to the playoffs and he's playing well? Still playing him? Are you still playing Tyron Smith? No, probably not. I'm not. See, or- I, I just I I think this is the time where you make the switch. If he's playing well enough where, you know, he might have a holding penalty once every three games and the run blocking's been good. 
the pass protection for the most part has been solid. That's your guy. Keep going. Don't look back on this. Tyron Smith, he was, hey, he, Tyron Smith did a great job for you. But you know what? You need to do what's best for your team going forward. And I know you want to move Tyler Smith over to play guard. Maybe they would do that. Me personally, I wouldn't do that. Jerry Jones was asked, you mentioned the run blocking aspect there, was asked about, uh, I, I know your favorite buzzword, identity, the offensive identity. I'll use a different word here. Uh, well, let's say Jerry was asked about the team's offensive philosophy heading into 2022, and here's what Jerry had to say. With our plan and our personnel, then uh, we uh, hope to be able to run that football more than we ran it, uh, let's say, in the last few years. And uh, Zeke will be critical to that. Uh, but we'll also need to be able to run block. We should be able to run block. Run block is uh, uh, more of a given than being able to protect if you're dealing with inexperienced linemen. And so uh, mm. we should be able to run block. Uh, as to what we do offensively, uh, uh, we'll play that game by game as far as uh, – uh, uh, how quick we get the ball out or whether or not we're in the play action. But still, we've got the guys, uh, we have the players that can uh, really play well in a play action uh, uh, kind of out, ball out quick offense for sure. So there reaches a point where when they are telling us so repeatedly they want to run the ball and that that's going to be the thrust of their offense, that we're going to have to start believing them. I mean, are we at that point now where we say, this is probably a, a run first or a, a heavier run offense than it is passing? I think it's going to stay the same. I just don't think Kellen Moore – Kellen Moore, we could talk about wanting to run the ball, but the best way to help your linemen will be, yeah, let them come off the ball, let them run. When you talk about a young offensive line, it's, you know, Farniak – or excuse me, Biotish, you know, he's got a couple of years – you know, McGovern, couple of years. The rookie is the really the only inexperienced one. Heck, Terrence Steele has played a lot of games for you now, so it's really not an inexperience there. But I think if they run the ball, it's going to be because the tight ends are better at the point of attack. If they have success, you know, if you get Dalton Schultz, where it looked like some of the drills and stuff that he was better, Ferguson, better, uh, Hendershot, better in some of those regards. I mean, it wasn't perfect for all of them all the time, but better than what they've had. So with, you know, I, I feel like that that's really on Kellen Moore, but you can't get in that mode where you run on first down and it's a gain of two and then you run again. You know, you can't get into that. We've seen that, you know, you have to be able to have a good mix and, I think in the preseason, there's been some games where Kellen Moore, I was watching it, but I felt like he had some pretty good mix where he, you know, those backs behind a second and third offensive line, second and third backs, were really third and fourth backs, did a heck of a job running the football. And I think that a lot of it had to do with Kellen Moore and what he was trying to do in order to set up some of that running. Run first all the time, I don't think that's going to happen but run a little bit more to set up some play action stuff. Uh, absolutely. Zach Martin is Zach Martin clearly, but I just want to run down the line real quick and get your take on this. Terrence Steele, better run blocker or pass protector run uh, Tyler Smith, run blocker or pass protector 
Run. Uh, Connor McGovern, run blocker or pass protector? I think it's run. Tyler Biotish. Pass. So you think if we've got so many of those guys that are good in the run game. I think Farniak's a better run blocker, believe me. Maybe that's their thought process, though. Maybe they lean into that a little bit, I think. And so just something to consider. Uh, Last clip here before we get to the Twitter mailbag. Jerry Jones uh, was asked about Michael Gallup, who we now know is on the 53, is off of Pup, uh, but gave us something a little bit more uh, focused than that when asked about how soon the expectation is that Michael Gallup could be back. If this were the Super Bowl, Gallup would be lining up and playing. If against Tampa were the Super Bowl, he would be lining up and playing. And so we're going to be uh, cautious, or not cautious, but conservative uh, with him. Uh, He won't be out there more than likely against Tampa. But if it were the Super Bowl, he'd be playing. He's that ready. I believe, and I've believed for a while, two games is what he's going to miss. So I think he misses Tampa. I think he misses Cincinnati. My guess is about a month from now, Monday Night Football against the Giants, that's his debut. I actually reached out to some people in the organization before we came on air because I was, people were talking about him and where he's at physically and all that. And what Jerry said, the, the medical staff, the training staff, people that work with him are super excited that how far he's come. Britt Brown, uh, Michael, they've done a hell of a job just to get to this point. Jerry used the word conservative I think they're going to push this thing for the second game. I know you said the third game. I think they're going to try and push this thing for the second game if they can. Uh, But I wouldn't doubt this kid. I wouldn't doubt what Britt Brown's going to be able to do. Now, talking to those guys, they're like, hey, there's still work to do. The fact that they didn't put him on pup to start the season was a huge, huge thing to them. That's a, it was very exciting, but they realized that they're probably, you know, like you said, a good three to four weeks away from fully having a a really, really great grasp on where he is. You're listening to the love of the star podcast. The love of the star is an odyssey podcast. You can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.